0: Welcome back to another edition of the 5-Tool Baseball Podcast. Happy Thursday and happy Major League Baseball opening day. Yes, it's here. The lockout was miserable, but they figured out a way to get it done, to get a condensed spring training in, and we're going to have baseball today. Um, Weather permitting in some areas. Mm -hmm. I'll never quite understand why we can't schedule some of these in places where they it's covered or it's warmer, like does does Minnesota need to have a home game opening day? Or you know, Wrigley? Like, I, I mean, I, I'm sure that
1: this. Well, I wonder, Wrigley. Well, I like, wonder what I wonder what the like the actual like formula is on that. Are you like guaranteed to have one every other year? Or I don't know because I think the the Reds used to always have
0: a home game. And I know part of it, too, is kind of, you know, this is pushed back like a little bit, but still like it's I mean, it's April 7th. You know that there's probably going to be some weather on the east and in these cold areas. Like, can we just put these teams out in the West Coast or Toronto's covered? Houston can be covered. Milwaukee can be covered like. I, well, I just know.
1: just remember, as we both learned from LHN, TV controls everything.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. TV so talking about Red Sox Yankees, it's like, well, they're gonna f- try to figure out a way to put them um, on television early. The one, early the one thing that point. the
1: one thing that's so annoying is like I saw someone tweet about this, and it, like it's like arguably two of the best human baseball players on the planet are playing at nine o'clock central time with with uh otani and trout playing yeah at, that's just like that that doesn't you know we talked about it the other day major league baseball is starting to capitalize some more on the marketing side but that's a pretty good example of how showing that they're not all the way back
0: right yeah yeah it's you probably want to put that guy into prime time if you can And i saw they came out with something yesterday about the peacock streaming and that they're actually going to have like i think this is good they'll have some like Early games, like I think it's like 9 a.m. Pacific kind of games, once a weekend or something like that. So, kind of spread things out and get more of the hourly window and stuff like that. But we'll talk some more baseball, um, major league baseball at the end of this one here. But uh, we saw some good stuff on Tuesday. Um, you in the DFW area, me down in the woodlands. Um, we, we picked some winners, we, we picked some good ones to go to, yeah, which we is did. Always, always a really good feeling when um, you don't have FOMO about um, some other game or something like that, which we had a feeling that we would with these ones. But let's, let's start with your guy first, um, because um, some, some news there beyond their performance um, is what happened on the recruiting side the morning after their performance uh, on the yep. mound.
1: Yeah, no, I got over to see Lovejoy versus Rock Hill and um, was excited to get another look at Jack Livingstone because he's just been really good this spring, Um, starting to get a lot of buzz, um, was committed to Temple, um, and now is a Red Raider. Um, I don't know how much his performance on Tuesday swayed this. I think he probably was offered ahead of time or at least had been in conversations for it. Mm -hmm. But um, but. Yeah, a uh, complete game no hitter. Um, just dominant performance by Jack. Um, you know, it, I think he's starting to get a better feel for, I, I you know, for a lot of these young guys that that have balls that move so much, um, it can be tough to control it. And yeah. I I mean, granted, the first time I first time out that I saw him, it was like you know negative ten degrees. It felt like uh, so that I'm sure affected the the command a little bit but you know there was some noticeable noticeable small adjustments i felt like in his delivery and he just you know had everything working um through some really good change-ups uh through some good breaking balls through to the inside of the plate it looked like some two seamers and then a lot of four seam. i mean excuse me a lot of cutters as opposed to a four seamer it it looked like and he just got that natural cut um, yeah in his delivery and but, you know, a lot of times it's tough for those guys that have that to get back to the other side of the plate. And mm-hmm. he didn't seem to have that problem on Tuesday at all. But um, clearly, I mean, yeah, <laughs> didn't give up yeah. a hit. Yeah. And, and you know, just every single no hitter, you feel like there's one play. There's just one play that's made that saves it. And there was a probably the only honestly only the, re- the only hit or well hit ball. Um, was a line drive to third in 2024 from Lovejoy. Matthew Maynard made a, a, a jumping, jumping catch, leaping catch, whatever you want to call it. But it was about the only real threat that they faced. Um, I know he, he hit a guy and I think walked one, but uh, for one of those, as soon as they got on, he erased it with the double play up the middle that was turned by the Branch brothers. Um, nice. Yeah. So both of those guys look, looked good. That was the best I've seen Colby. Obviously I know some people saw the video, but um, he hit two home runs. Um, one of them was an absolute bomb um, that, That I tweeted out and shout out to Miss Shanna, um, the Lovejoy mom that was doing all the video game changer pocket radar all at once. Like, I mean, the the five tool mom of like, you
0: know, and I mean mean that in the company sense. No, she's not affiliated with this, but like she seems to uh, to embrace the five tool Style, but also five tools from that she could do everything. It's oh, about. it was
1: like I mean, she was making all of us that were at the game, the, the scouts that were there look bad. I mean, she's over <laughs> here, you know. Like uh, if for for a while, I thought she had a uh, she had to have had three hands, but she's running pocket radar, game changer, and getting good video all at the same time. But she's actually the one that got the really good video of Colby's first home run. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently it's his second two home run game in the last week. So, okay. um, up. so heating up big time, um, you know, to go back to our NBA jam days. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, love joy, they, you know, you talk about some of these teams that are just loaded with prospects. Um, love joy definitely fits that box. Um, and he, uh, are, you know there are they're going to go a long way because they play really good baseball. I the one thing I do love, you know, I mean uh, amongst other things um about these district games now is that they take infield. Um and yes, I yes. I I make it a point to get there for infield because there's so much you can take from it. Um and uh, you see a lot of like trends and things that are that make it pretty easy to that play out um mm-hmm. in a game but they were sharp, man. Like Lovejoy really, really looked good and in, in and out. Um, you know, they moved the ball around quick, not a lot of downtime, you know, some sometimes there's just a kind of a lull or a slow pace or just, you know, nothing, you know, it's just infield, you know, for yeah. some teams and Lovejoy was not that they, they attacked it. It was intense. It was quick. It was crisp. Um, and that showed in the way they played. I mean, and you know, we know how talented Rock Hill is and, And Lovejoy just I mean, you know, a no hit performance on the mound helps, but they just kind of took it to him a little bit. But, yeah, impressed with Lovejoy. I think they're going to make a lot of noise. I think they've had some injuries on the mound, but, you know, they've still we know they've got uh, Jack and then, you know, the Branch Brothers up the middle. 2024 Matthew Maynard at third base. Um, Aiden Smith in center field, mm-hmm. um, and that's not it. They got a bunch of guys that can play. Like the the rest of them are not out of place. <laughs> they're, they're solid players. They're a lot of them are going to have a chance to play somewhere before they're done. Um, but it was it was cool. I, again, I love that Rock Hill field. It's such a cool setup, you know. And like everyone that goes there for the first time seems to comment on it, you know. It, I was at the game with um, a couple other couple other scouts. That one had been there, one hadn't. And the guy that hadn't was blown away. And the guy that had just, you know, remarked that he loved going to that field. It's just it's a good setup for scouting. Miss mm-hmm. Shanna um, Lovejoy, mom, she also made the comment, you know, because they have the little area, you know, the first row of the stands is elevated, so there's like a little walkway in front of the stands that goes all the way from dugout to dugout that, you know, there's a few parents that sit there in folding chairs. And then there's like a whole ton of area for us to move around and get good video and not have to worry about blocking people. So Prosper, both Prosper schools figured that part out. So thanks to them, but I'll be, I'll be seeing the other Prosper school tomorrow night against Heath. So. Yeah. Yeah. That'll, that'll
0: be a good one for sure. Yeah. You know, the infield thing is a big deal. Like, you know, you, something i picked up on from, from scouts over the years is like, if you see a good in and out session like you get a pretty decent feel for for grades like defensive like tool grades you know obviously yeah. you can't see range and instincts and all that sort of stuff but you can get a you can get an arm grade you know you can get yeah. you can get a throwing grade like you can kind of see how guys do they fight the baseball? Do they naturally catch it? Do, how do they track it? You know, what are their movements look like? Like it's, yep. it's same with batting practice. You know, you, you get a feel for the, the raw power, you know, the swing. Okay. You kind of get an idea of what this guy could, could be potentially. And then you see if it translates into games, but um, you know, I know we were talking about, you know, speaking of outfield arms, um, you know, Brenner Cox, like, it it sounds oh, it, like it's 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 one of the the one of the better arms you've ever seen from the outfield.
1: Well, I mean, I, you know, if, assuming he ends up it makes his way to Texas instead of the draft, um, I think I think he'll have the best outfield arm at Texas since Connor Rowe back in two thousand ten. Wow. And Connor was just one of those guys that like you know kind of built the same you know real mm-hmm. athletic, wiry. Uh, But man, you just love to watch him throw. Mm -hmm. And it was almost sad if he didn't throw, you know, on days where on like Sundays, a lot of times we wouldn't throw from the outfield uh, just to, you know, save some bullets for the outfielders. Um, But I mean, it was just kind of, it was kind of sad to not, to know you're not going to get to see him throw, but that's how Brenner was. I mean, it is easy and it is like, it just has carry and it is, it is fun to watch. Um, Definitely the best outfield arm I've seen this spring. Um, I think the other one I really liked was the kid from Hallsville, the center fielder. I don't have my notes, but I was, I mean, but like you said, it's kind of like the running hard to first base during a game. Like you may be out, but you can give somebody something. Yes. Um, Yes. And just, you know, the college level, especially those guys really, really zone in on BP and infield. Cause Absolutely. like you said, they're, they're looking for those, those tools and the yeah. grades. And so, um, you know, I, it, it is always, I like to see who takes a professional approach and, you know, are you out of control? Are you trying to throw it a hundred miles an hour? Like, you know, we, people want to see arms, but that doesn't mean just, you know, take five crow hops and throw it across the infield yeah. as hard as you can. Like, you know, be in control, um, play good catch, you know, and just act like you care, you mm-hmm. know, this is that professional approach to it. You know, can go a long way, and it it shows the actions, it shows your movements, like you said, and it, it's important.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, it's very important. Um, so Livingstone, I, whenever we do the final fifty-five update, which is going to be after the high school season. I mean, there's just no reason to do it right now. I mean, there's still right. playoffs and everything else, and um, he's going to be in it. Um, he, I, spoiler. I think- yeah. Spoiler. He's, he's going to be in it. Uh, I think that, you know, we've talked about some of these arms and we were kind of looking head into the season, like who going to kind of take that next jump and, and that sort of thing. And, you know, Cole Phillips did that, you know, prior to the injury, but even with the injury, we know that, Hey, the track record of guys coming back from this, that sort of thing, he's young, like he's this stuff and the velocity are going to be there once he comes right. back. Um, I got to think if if you're kind of going down the list of right-handed pitchers in the state, obviously Chase Shores, you saw him. We know how good Chase Shores right. is and, and stuff like that. But um, I saw Luke Jackson and I'm going to see him again because he was, it was his first start coming back from a back issue and he only through, I think three innings or four innings. Um, and I'm, I'm in on that one. I, I think that that guy's got a chance to be special, but beyond that, it's like Jack Livingstone might be, pitching his way into being you know one of the dudes from the right-handed side on the mound, which top 30 top 25 kind of prospect in the state I mean you you look at you've seen him a couple times and I've seen video and everything moves horizontally you know there's control there's there's physicality there's competitiveness there's obviously the ability to hold his stuff like that's that's I mean it Texas Tech jumps on it, but that's a guy that um, he might attract some some more pro scouts as the season goes on, too, just as those guys need to make sure that, hey, I need to make sure that this isn't a guy we need to try to buy out of his commitment for college. But I, I think that he's probably pitching his way into being one of the best 35, 30, 25 prospects in the state of
1: Texas. Yeah, there, there's no doubt. You know, like the it's a, it's an opportunity. You know, he, he's he's taken the opportunity. He's, you know, he marries the projectability mm-hmm. and also the performance. And if you can combine those two things and still have some projection in there. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's like, he's a long way from a finished product. Mm-hmm. And I know we've talked about it before, but he reminds me of Tanner Shepherds. Um, and, you know, just so from physical- it
0: really hard.
1: Yeah. He was a triple digit guy. Um, you know, and like, I think we talked about it a little bit last episode, but I got to spend his first summer pitching on the same team with him. And he, they kind of have the same demeanor too. A little bit, like, you know, sounds like a little bit goofy off the field, but man, like, you know, super competitive Mm -hmm. when they're on the mound and, um, you know, they even kind of look alike. I don't know. I just, I, I can't get it out of my mind, but Um, You know, that first that first summer where Tanner was learning to pitch, you know, he went to Fresno State as a shortstop. It was it was painful for the for the rest of the California Collegiate League. And it was not like I mean, he hit quite a few guys (laughs) and hit quite a few. And I can promise you it wasn't a comfortable at bat. And that's kind of I think how guys must feel against Jack, because it's it's long. It's it's physical. It's hard. um, It's just it's in your face. And, you know, I, he's still got enough of that element to where you kind of wonders, like, does he really know where it's going? Yeah. Um, But, you know, and he appears to use that to his advantage. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It
0: it looks like an uncomfortable at bat, just the way it kind of comes, comes downhill at you and then the way everything moves and like, it, it just, it looks like something that high school guys probably don't enjoy getting the box. Um, and facing. So yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. There's a there's a a senior making this jump, you know, that's every year there are a few, especially on the pitching side, that just kind of take off. And um, I plan to go see a guy on Tuesday down in the Katy area who's kind of getting that sort of buzz as well. Um, Cinco ranch right hander, uh Zach Royce, um, just kind of times up. I'm there, they got a non-district game Saturday, they're not playing Friday, so they're skipping the start. And I was like, Yes, that works out perfectly for me. But um yeah, it's 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 exciting to hear the guys about that because I'm trying not to turn the page too much to the 23 class because um I went to the Woodlands and saw the Woodlands against Oak Ridge and I wanted to see Braden Sharp pitch, who's a 2023 commitment to Baylor, two-way player. Um, but he's I mean, I, I think recently he threw a 17 strikeout perfect game. I think perfect game or no hitter, one of the two, but He's basically been unhittable for his last three starts, and I've had some FOMO missing out on it. And I was like, okay, Oak Ridge, good matchup. Connor Bennett uh, committed to Vanderbilt in the 2023 classic catcher. Um, he was actually the guy that got that the big knock in the game initially. Um, after an error, he kind of capitalized on that and got a, a RBI double the opposite way off, the, off of Sharp. Um, you know, he, he looks to part really quick transfer. Um, some definite catch-and-throw skill behind the plate, even though he's undersized, the way he moves and the arm strength and the hands and stuff like that. You can definitely see why Vanderbilt um, jumped on that one early on. But, man, Braden Sharp's gotten bigger, um, physical, and I think he's going to keep growing. I think there's still some more room to grow in there. Um, you watch delivery and stuff like that. I mean, there's, there's athleticism in the delivery, um, strong lead leg, um, quick arm. I and mean, when he bumped 95 in the first inning, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this, this 23 class, it's just Mason Bixby and Travis Sikora and Blake Mitchell. And you've seen uh, Pompey and, and now Braden Sharp. And you saw Cooper Strawn recently as a guy that that's probably going to move up the list. And I'm, I'm seeing Braden Sharp, like, oh my gosh, like this is bumping 95 from the left side. Um, Curveball was the go-to breaking ball and, and it flashed at times. Um, had slider feel as well that he got a swing and miss with. Threw one changeup later in the game at 83 miles an hour. I think that's something that as he matures is going to be a little bit more uh, part of the repertoire. But um, didn't give up an earned run. Punched out eight across five innings. Uh, he did walk a few guys, but um, he had some had some pretty good glove side command getting to into that against those righties, which was uncomfortable for those guys. And then he would go up the ladder with the fastball, and it played well. A lot of swings and misses up in the zone. Um, against the fastball even when it was 90 92. I mean it still kind of had that that little bit of late ride and life up in the zone but you just kind of look at the the body and the the arm speed and, and stuff like that and, and there's a lot to like there um, I think that he's a guy that you know even if he doesn't add more velocity just kind of sits low to mid 90s consistently uh, you could be talking about a guy that's that's uh, he's going to be heavily scouted for sure um, you know it could be talking about a guy that's Definite top five player um, in the state, which is saying a lot when we start thinking about the guys that are on the list with Secor and Mitchell and we know their kind of reputation um, in in the scouting community and things like that so really exciting player, Um, he also swung the bat well hit two absolute rockets from the left side that found gloves, Uh, one line drive took a center fielder to the warning track. Another one was a line drive right the opposite way. And he's got some feel for the bat for sure in the ball. You can tell with the added strength that the ball's, you know, flying off there a little more. I had a chance to talk to him some after the game. And he said he's noticed that like, as he's gotten bigger and stronger, the ball's kind of coming off the bat better, but um, really exciting player. And I, I love the catching in this game. I mentioned Connor Bennett and what he can do defensively. Um, the Woodlands has a catcher, Nathan Owens, a senior who's, uh, I believe, committed or signed to St. Edwards. And shout out to that staff because he can really catch, man. Um, blocked balls in the dirt. I mean, Braden Sharp was able to throw his breaking ball, you know, whenever he wanted to, even with runners on base. He could he could bounce it in the dirt because he had a great guy back there um, working with them and, and and blocking and moving around. High energy player had a 1.93 pop in warmups um threw out a guy easily by a mile at third base in the situation that's a really good get for St. Edwards that's a guy that can, that's going to really help that pitching staff regardless if he ever hits or not um he's one of those guys that I think is going to be able to catch and, and do it at a pretty high level um so really good catching in that game and then shout out to Aiden Lucas um he uh, threw a complete game shutout at the woodlands and i swear it was like the guy never broke a sweat came off the mound afterwards slow heartbeat just like okay you know a couple fist bumps like no big deal just threw a just threw a complete game shutout at the woodlands um i think he's probably going to be a shortstop at the next level i mean he, he was 82 ish um sinking it but could really spin it through the slider wherever he wanted in any count uh, manipulated the spin but Swung the bat well, um, hit a really, really hard double off of Braden Sharp early in the game. Uh, I believe I need to look it up, but I believe he's either, either Temple or Tyler Juco. I get the TJCs mixed up, uh, but he's going to one of those. Just a gamer, man, just a gamer. That's a good get for them. Uh, and, and then Dylan Staples, hit a, he kind of put Oak Ridge out in front in the seventh with a three-run bomb, got a hanging slider and smashed it out to left field. Um, he's a junior. Um Physical guy, got some athleticism. I think he's going to be a guy that, that you know, some D1s are tracking maybe at the mid-major level, but uh, a talented player for an Oak Ridge team who I believe is 7-1 in district now. They've been playing really well, and we know how good that that, that district is. But, yeah, it's, this 23 class is, is just going to be so much fun to follow because we've seen a lot of really big-time standout performances already from those guys, and particularly on the mound, some big-time stuff as well. Um, you know it wouldn't shock me if Braden Sharp at this point next year is you know sitting 92-95 I'm bumping a six and a seven with a breaking ball that's that's got a chance from the left side with physicality and athleticism so uh, another guy to look forward to in that
1: class yeah I mean that it's it's gonna be it's gonna be tough I mean there there's gonna be a it's kind of I think you can see kind of a pick your flavor but I mean like you know, you got Mitchell, you got Sikora, you got Bixby, you got Braden. Like, and and you know, there's going to be some other people that make. That be pop up guys
0: this summer that were like, oh my god. I mean, you know?
1: if if you watch if you watch TJ Pompey pitch, I mean, like you could see him being in there. Yeah. Um, Let's see who else. You know, Noah Bentley is a guy that could yeah. jump. I mean, I I think you're starting to get some uh, trending toward consensus that Jaquay Stewart's probably the best hitter in the state. Yep. Um, I mean, I I've seen Aiden Smith quite a few times now. And I mean, there's, there's a lot there. Like, I mean, it's, it, it seems like incredibly low that we have him at 22 right now. Like, right. Like, I I mean, he's going to make a jump. I have to think based on the summer and all that, but I mean, there's just so there's so many guys that are in that mix. I mean, it's going to be a crowded top 10 and we're going to we're going to get in the mid teens, you know, maybe even the 20s and things like, what do we do with these guys? Mm-hmm. Like it's the margins going to be just be so thin. And, yeah. you know, I think, you know, I think we're, like we're hoping we're hoping to get out to see that to see area code this summer um, in, in California Fingers and, crossed. you know, yeah. And so like how, you know, how these guys perform out there, you know, that's, I mean, I feel like that's probably what ultimately propelled us to put jet number one, um, was, you know, you don't have to guess on if he can hit good pitching or not. So we're going to get a, a good look at these guys, um, against really good competition, you know, if we're able to make it out there and that's going to help shape a lot of you know what we do i think but, yeah i mean it's you know you're and you're gonna have some repeat guys too because i mean who who all was on the the who all was on it last year you had mitchell was out there S- for the other class big Sp- yeah yeah a lot of these um, guys
0: yeah uh bentley was out there Braden um, randall
1: was out there
0: Braden randall was out there i think sale was out there but he didn't play with the rangers team he played with another team same with jerson martin right. i think he was out yep. there yep um uh yeah. the, the jack ray from uh, corpus or not jack ray um jack plays bell. at corpus because jack bell was out there uh kendall george was out there brayden randall was out yeah i mean it was it, it was a really good list i mean Bray, brayden randall like that's a guy it's like okay like yeah he's moving up but it's like you know this would be like if we had like the rivals rating system where it would just be a year where you would have more five stars than than most years you know or more like really 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 highly rated 6.04 star kind of prospects like it's it's got it's a it's a class that's shaping up to be elite at the top um, but it's also shaping up to have some really really good depth as well which um, is is I I really like the 22 class kind of in that middle tier because there's a lot of guys in there but I mean this 23 class is shaping up to have that that sort of thing is, well. I mean, talk about a guy like Jillian Schlegel who's kind of at the bottom of our list right now, but it's like, you look at the tools and you start to watch how he moves and, and performs. And it's like, that's like yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to see him big, Saturday. Yeah. That's a guy that could make a big jump up the list when you start naming off the physical traits and in the tools and stuff like that. So um really 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 exciting group this this 23 class and um you know for those some of these some of these guys what they're doing as juniors is is just kind of crazy um you know especially when they're getting on the mound and stuff like that but a, a really really fun group and uh it's going to be nice you know now that this will be our second summer not full summer i mean i jumped in in july you're a little bit later um but it's going to be nice setting into a summer where we have a good base of like what the classes are like, you know, we will have, we will have seen so many of these guys um, that are going to play in the summer. So it's not, nobody's really sneaking up on you. Like, you know, first time I show up to watch a game and it's like, Oh, there's Jace LaVallette out there. I didn't really know who he is. Like, who's this guy? Okay. Yeah. He's, he's really, really good. Or, oh, Blake Mitchell just shows up throwing 94 miles an hour in the summer. And he's going to be a junior. Like um, those guys aren't going to sneak up on me. Per se. But um yeah, just really, really excited about this 23 group and excited about the way this 22 class. There's some guys kind of making some moves and um especially on the mound. It's it's gonna be fun to watch. And um, and that's some guys at the top too. Like I I keep hearing some things about Jalen Flores and the way he's playing and, and kind of pushing himself uh, up in the mix, and you know, well, that, Jet, that's the one making, thing I Jet Williams
1: making his move. One one thing I've noticed too is that you know, he's a San Antonio guy. And when, when that starts, when I start hearing more and more about him up in the Dallas area, yeah, that, that tells me something, you mm-hmm. know, because not, not all the guys up here have that San Antonio as part of their territory. So when some of those guys start mentioning that name and talking about him when we're at these games, like that usually kind of sticks out for me.
0: Yeah. And I think the way some teams do it, um, I don't think everybody does it. The way some do it is like this time of the year. It's like, okay, you've done a lot of your, your work and, in you know, here's a list of guys that if you want to go see them out of your area, you can go do it. Um, And I imagine he's a guy that that would be on that list for those North guys. Um, That's like, Hey, like if you're really itching and you want to help us um, go down, take a look at this guy, because he's got a chance to be a guy that, that we're, we're going to, Want to open the checkbook for and and see if we can get him out of his commitment to Texas, but um, real exciting and I'm you know Friday hopefully see another good one down, um, seeing Sean Fitzpatrick in Concordia Lutheran I believe against Second Baptist, but a a guy I haven't seen yet that's on our fifty five list and really excited to get a look at him, but um, exciting times and we get Major League Baseball as well. I'm seeing I'm getting a lot of uh, I, w- I just re- was reminded that I have um the daily lineups. Twitter account. I have it on alerts for Twitter. Cause I, you know, for fantasy baseball reasons, like, so every time there's a lineup posted, I get a little buzz on my, on my Apple watch. And it's like, Oh yeah. Like that's yeah. Here come the lineups and, and stuff like that coming out. Where, where are my pirates at? Because they play today. Um, they actually yeah. had the distinction of, so with the guardians extending Jose Ramirez and giving him 150 million guaranteed, Um, The Pirates now own the record for the lowest amount of money ever spent on a contract, on a long term contract, like six years, 60 million to Jason Kendall. Like Jason Kendall hasn't played for a long, 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 long time. So uh, just another pathetic distinction for the Pirates as they head into a season where they're going to lose a lot of baseball games uh again but at least keep ryan hayes back well, in the lineup and hitting three hole today so that's that's well
1: great. it's so funny too like when you when you start to see like if you're in fantasy mm-hmm. mode and then you like you know which is so stat driven and then you start to see some of the opening day projection lineups or the actual lineups come out and like there's like m- one guy in a lineup that's even like worth taking in fantasy yeah like <laughs> you, you see some and it's funny like there's a lot more catchers hitting in the middle of the lineup this year than i remember um and still those guys don't even really like don't go high and aren't valued in fantasy right um yeah but you
0: know. yeah it's uh yeah you look at the pirates lineup and daniel Vogelbachs leading off and kevin newman's hitting fifth and it's like Bogle walks kind of fun because he's got to be like the, like the, the biggest, like roundest, most powerful leadoff hitter I've seen in, in a while. Uh, certainly not the prototypical leadoff guy, but yeah. um, I saw some projections the other day that um, it might've been fan or somebody else had four teams in the AL East winning 88 games, uh, Toronto, Tampa Bay, um, New York, and Boston all at 88 wins like that division's, that division is going to be wild. Um, yeah, it's 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 going to be a fun season, especially with all these rookies coming up. I feel like predicting the rookie of the year in the respective leagues um, isn't a layup. Although Seiya Suzuki might be a layup in the NL, um, but there's just so many guys. Like CJ Abrams just made the Padres roster. Like I think yeah. he's played how many games above Double A? I mean, that's kind of the Pirates' MO is they're not afraid to be super aggressive with their prospects um, and, and push them through, but, um, yeah, he's, he made the roster and he has played a grand total of 42 double a games and nothing above that level. Um, so it's just teams are getting aggressive with their guys. And if they think they're talented and mentally able to handle it, um, they're going to push them through. So, uh, hopefully we get a, we get a good season and, uh, we'll see if your Rangers can compete in the West. And um, I know Boston will compete in the East. I don't know if they'll make the playoffs. Well, you but know, I, I like, in the
1: picture going back to the Rangers. It's kind of like you know our our my friend that we've talked about the last couple uh, episodes on that's like nuts. So about fantasy, the lawyer. Um, it it irks him to no end that he feels like the Rangers went like half in. Like they went, they went really hard and got some really big name guys, and then they just stopped. Like they, there were some other guys that were out there to be had that could have really made an impact and allowed us to maybe compete some this year. But you know, there we'll see what happens with the pitching staff. But you're you're having to you're having to hope on a lot of guys having career years.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you are, and you know, especially the their bullpen. I mean, what is is Greg Holland going to be? their main end guys. Give me Matt Bush. Like that's, that's kind of a uh, weird. Yeah. It's like, you know, uh, I, I, I've heard a couple of people say this. It's, you know, we complain about owners being cheap on the flip side. You can't complain about owners going out and spending then like, even if you don't think like we can, we can analyze the contract and say, yeah, the Corey Seager deal was too much money, but at least they went out and spent money and got Corey Seager, that type of thing. So it looks like the Fagraphs have the Rangers projected for 75 wins. Um the Mariners at 80, which I don't agree with at all. Um, Angels at 83. You no, know, I I think that I think the Mariners will finish ahead of the Angels um in the West. I mean, the Angels just, I mean, you can't most people can't even name their second baseman and shortstop. Um, and who knows if that that pitching staff will even make it through the year. Uh, did you see the uh the uh, Ronald Acuna stuff about Freddie Freeman? No, no. He did a He did an Instagram live video with, um, I think it was Yancey Um He's a, a really well-known reporter on of baseball, um, I think in the Dominican Republic. And, like, Acuna was, like, you know, basically, like, they won't miss Freddie Freeman. Like, I didn't feel like I could approach him in the clubhouse. He was used the word overbearing. And I was like, oh, those – those Braves Dodgers games are gonna get uh, gonna get spicy. That's just um, so.
1: That's just so stupid. Like, I mean, for one, like that doesn't seem to be anybody else's sentiment. Uh, and two, like, uh, what's the what's the on. point? What like it's just it doesn't it's dumb for him. Well,
0: well. here's the thing: as a, as a guy that was a reporter for a long time, like, we we complain about these guys when they just give cliche stock quotes like if we want honesty, we're getting honesty. So you can, you know, you can, maybe he could have, there, it differently there's a, there's or whatever, a different, but like he gave an honest responses.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a difference between like honesty and stuff that's just going to cause a lot of like drama for your whole team. You know, like, I think that's, that's, that's my takeaway on it's like, now that's going to be a huge story and, and all the teammates are going to get asked about it. And it just it's just probably something better off better left unsaid. But yeah, that's just my, that's my opinion. That's that's how I was raised in the in the social media world. So
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, just kind of looking through his stuff, they asked him what he was gonna miss about Freddie Freeman, and he was like, nothing. And he goes, Did you talk to him? No. <laughs> it's like, were you guys close? Uh we were close in that we shared the same stadium. <laughs> Uh, so they had lots of clashes, um, you know. Yeah, just just kind of it. It seemed like it, it, it kind of, from what I'm reading, it seemed like his style of play and kind of how boisterous he is wasn't accepted by Freddie. I guess I don't know. Um, but that's I don't. That, the, I'm I'm definitely more into those Braves Dodgers games when they happen than. Um, than I was initially um, especially if Acuna's back in the lineup which he should be pretty quickly but um, yeah it's uh, you know I'm excited uh, now we're going to have every every possible baseball going at the same time which is going to be fun um, you know checking out all these rookies tonight I mean uh, what is it you Darvish pitches tonight um, you know there's Julio Rodriguez um, will be nope that got postponed because it's in Minnesota um, so his debut will be tomorrow but um, yeah, I don't have any World Series predictions or hot takes, but just excited about, about the game. But um, you got anything else to, to wrap us up?
1: No, I don't think so. I'm just uh, excited about the uh, that. It's a non-district double series. I don't know. Non-district series, which yeah. is new for me with Heath and Prosper. But I like it because, you know, they get to play both games. And I'm excited to see Harrison Rosar He's starting to get some buzz on the mound. Prosper. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, He's starting, and then uh, Saturday, going to go over and see, um, get to see Schlegel play. Um, They're playing at DBU. They're playing against uh, Flower Mound Marcus. So, okay. I I always like seeing Marcus. They play. They're coached well and play the game right, and have some prospects and some guys on our list. And be my first time to see Schlegel live this spring. So, yeah, uh, excited to see him and. See how see how he's doing and watch him move around some.
0: Yeah, yeah, that'll be a good one. Yeah, flower on Marcus. I feel like ever since I've known what high school baseball is, they've they've been competitive. Um, often one of the better teams in their area, so that'll be a good one for sure. But well, that'll do it for episode fifty-five. Get to Podbean. Get to Apple Podcasts. Uh, get to YouTube. We're putting all these on YouTube. Um, and make sure you're following all the five tool coverage on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. It's uh, it's all over the place. I mean, it's it's I'm constantly amazed at the the video um, in the stuff we get uh, just from from across everywhere in the state and things like that. It's the mm-hmm. highlights and everything else, man. It's 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 really, really, really cool stuff um, that we're doing. And it just feel like it's a good way to kind of give some guys exposure and connect fans to what's going on around the state and all these big time performances and, and, uh, and stuff like that, especially it, it feels good to, to, to nail a game and you, know, you see some great stuff and you get a little video from it and exciting things are happening. Um, and you see a no hitter. I see a junior throwing 95. That's um, that's, that's some good, good stuff day. there. So, so yeah, it's a good, good day at the ballpark uh, for that. So happening, happy opening day again. Uh, I hope your teams do well, unless you're a Yankees fan. Until we talk to y'all next time, have a good weekend and take care.